eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. I can do. Um, you know, how do I find the optimum, the optimal breaking ball for me, given my lever lengths, my fingers, my pressure, my kind of natural mechanics, um, and, and those may be different. But again, the ability to do this in real time, I think, makes it achievable for anyone. Those are some words, some pitching advice from a former teammate of Red Sox. Manager Alex Cora, <clears throat> a World Series champion, no less. And now, as we came to learn overnight, the front runner for the Red Sox general manager job, the legend of Craig Breslow. Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, he is, of course, the assistant general manager right now of your Chicago Cubs. And Eureka, it seems like someone is actually interested in the Red Sox general manager's job. Breslow, of course, a successful left-handed reliever who pitched for, I believe, every single team in the major leagues in his time. It's at least seven, and he had two tours of duty with uh, the Red Sox as well. As we discuss the possibility that, yes, the long national or at least regional nightmare that the general manager search for the Red Sox is the topic du jour here on Breaking Boston for Thursday, October 19th, 2023. Uh, Craig Breslow. Gentlemen, I have, uh, it's myself, it's Andy Hart, it's producer Cooper Leonard. When you say Craig Breslow running the ship for the Red Sox, uh, obviously a soup, a super smart guy, if you will. He's a Yale graduate, a local as well, because he grew up in Connecticut. I mean, Andy, you don't graduate Yale without being reasonably smart. Obviously, he's got a. Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what was, <laughs> what was Hyam Bloom's resume? He's a smart guy. He just wasn't good at his job. Yeah, so what do I give a rat's ass if Breslow's smart and went to Yale? Well, I was just saying he was a smart guy. That's you know all. I didn't like say he was going to be good. I'd like that? to focus on the part that he's literally called the Cubs vice president <clears throat> of pitching. And I think the Red Sox could use a vice president of pitching, somebody who can find, sure. develop, create, 
whatever it is. And they, he's done a pretty decent job with the Cubs finding young pitching. A vi- you know, you joke about that. Oh, well, well Fitzy is the vice president of podcasts. He's not actually. This guy is actually the vice president of pitching. And I'll he's take the, the yes. vice president of pitching. Assist his current title. Uh, he was recruited to the Chicago Cubs years ago by old pal Theo Epstein. And he was a part of their 2016 World Series winning effort as well. Uh, no, shortly after that as well, because he retired after pitching for the Twins and the Indians in 2017. Commanders. That's why if your kid's a lefty, try to teach him to throw a curveball or at least a splitter and he'll feed for life. Uh, currently, Breslow is, uh, according to Wikipedia, and nothing's ever been wrong here, he is the exa- uh, the assistant general manager and vice president plus director of pitching for the Chicago Cubs. That's a lot of titles for a guy, for a guy his size. Um, he's been there for several years now. Um, do we like the idea that somebody who, like you said, Andy, someone who knows pitching, someone who's been instrumental in developing young pitching and is a former pitcher himself, plus has local ties and said, yes, does that, does that attract us? Does that make this seem like more than just a viable candidate, a warm body after how many people have said no so far, Coop? Eight, nine, ten? Uh, too many to count on my fingers, it feels like. And it, right. you know what? I'm happy for their families. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no, I oh, yeah. I can't be a fraud. I said yesterday that I wanted Kim Ng, and I still would prefer her as my lead candidate because I think the depth of experiences, and we talked about it yesterday, big market teams, small market teams, Yankees, and like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like this one. Like, as I said, if I'm going to have an expert someone who trends in some direction of expertise, cultivating, finding, creating, drafting, signing, whatever you want to call it for pitching. Yep. I'll take that because I do think it's easier to do the other thing. If he, if he can create pitching organizationally, find pitching creatively, I think it's easy to go out and trade for Juan Soto or sign Shohei Otani or feels like there's always a big bat available, but to find pitching depth of pitching within your organization I think is the hardest thing to do in baseball. So if he's if that's his area of expertise, and oh by the way, he lives in Newton, and and he said yes to the interview. Those are all great factors to have in a potential GM. Wait, another Newton guy because Heim Bloom yeah. lived in Newton. Yeah, jeez, everyone. Wow, yeah, looks like no, I picked like, the wrong time to leave Newton. From what Brookline, right? Like yep. okay, Newton, mm-hmm. Brookline, whatever. Yeah, you can you can put on a gorilla costume same and town, walk to yeah. the park. <laughs> same town, exactly. It's all really the same area. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a little bit of that. Hey, this guy is a this guy could be a quality candidate because he's actually done it factor as well. Now, not every president of baseball operations, not every general manager has to have been a World Series participant, uh, a long tenure, decade plus reliever in the majors. But someone like Heim Bloom, that's just someone who has watched a lot of baseball and crunched a lot of numbers. Craig Breslow has pitched in high leverage situations, has worked with a lot of young guys developing pitchers like you said andy uh bringing guys to the forefront that may actually be able to contribute that the red sox would never have known before i i think it's a plus plus again considering and this is something there's there's two factors front office wise i think that make this a tricky position for somebody a uh obviously breslow is familiar with the organization so he has to have a reasonable degree of comfort because he knows John Henry, Tom Warner at all. And a lot of people I think are skeptical as to the absentee ownership and how quickly they may get fired, you know, cause Hey, you can win a world series with the Red Sox and find yourself on the way out the door the next year. And B he knows Alex Cora. I mean, they were literally teammates on the Red Sox. 
uh, back in the uh, mid 2000s as well. So I, I think the fact that Alex Cora seems like he's probably one of the more assertive, if not more powerful managers in Major League Baseball and Breslow has a good relationship with him, we presume these are two things uh, going for him in the right direction as well. Can I ask you guys a question? And this is going to be tinfoil hat conspiracy theory type question. Uh, the fun stuff. Sure. Do you look at what is happening as this is a stopgap for Alex Cora to potentially move into the position down the road? Because you look at Kim Ng and she's someone. I would but say it, it's someone as yeah. like a filler. Absolutely. Yeah. And like now, you, no, you look no, at like filler, Kim Ng, she's going to be somewhere where she wants to be for a while. Whereas no, Craig Breslow, I, I, he's young, you not really like proven. And Alex Cora is already kind of calling some of the shots with how firings mm -hmm. and front office uh, management has gone so far in this offseason. But we know Alex Cora wants the job and we know he doesn't want it now. So that's just mm -hmm. those are facts. Um, right. I don't necessarily connect the two and say this is just a bridge candidate. No, no, no. I think that the reality is, as Fitzy alluded to, when you take the job as president of baseball operations, GM of the Boston Red Sox, you're in a bridge job. You know it. Like this ownership group lacks stability. This ownership group is Daniel Snyder-esque in terms of changing their mind and going in a different direction. So you know when you take this job, it's not going to be, you know what, it's a 12 years, maybe 15 years, smooth sailing, and then I'll get a nice watch and I'll leave. It's like fighting for your life every single day to win to spend money to build an organization like to do everything so yeah i mean do i think alex cora could be the general manager of the boston red sox in five years absolutely but i think that could happen regardless of how good the candidate is right now like that could have happened to kim ing like dave dombrowski's a baseball lifer and he was in and he was out like, mm -hmm. so I, was he a bridge candidate to somebody? Nope. It's just the instability of the front office, the instability of the ownership, the, oh, we're going to build the organization. Oh, we're going to spend money. Oh, we're going to, we don't give contracts over these to this age. We do give contracts. Right. They, they changed their flipping mind more than, I don't know, Fitzy. Yeah, they're, they're super capricious. You never know exactly which organizational direction they're going to work with, which is kind of a pain in the ass. And I'm sure that makes that it made a lot of candidates trepidatious about even taking the interview, let alone coming in and, and being put up for consideration as well. Uh, you know, I, I think I would probably put it that Alex Cora, while not a shoe in for the Red Sox GM or president of baseball operations um, in the immediate future, certainly will continue to be one of the more assertive and active managers in baseball. So it's going to be beyond important, like crucial for any GM, any president of baseball operations to get along with him and have a good functioning relationship. That's why presuming that they actually get along. And that's one of the reasons why maybe he came in as a candidate now that Breslow and Cora getting along would probably be harmonious for the team because, Hey, you take care of the pitching. You work this. I'll Cora will have input on fielders and hitting. Uh, maybe somebody could actually help Cora with defense as well. Maybe Breslow could work with him on that because that hasn't been great the last couple of years. I don't know. Like he just kind of came out of the out of the blue. The guy's been working in baseball for forever, but the name just swooped in last night. I was on the radio Wednesday night, and all of a sudden, Craig Breslow emerges as candidate. Advanced discussions with the Red Sox. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point today the news drops that it's official. Um, I, you know, I, 
I don't know exactly how he handles things organizationally. Who knows? Is there going to be a new edict from the front office? Like now we're spending money. We want something done differently now, or is it going to be the same thrifty approach they've taken the last five years? No, they'll be spending money. I mean, I, I'll be stunned if they're not spending money this off season. Like you don't make this move and make this change this off season and look at what you were looking at in terms of $1 tickets and things <laughs> of that nature and not, <clears throat> excuse me, spend money. Now, I don't know if it'll be my, Juan Soto, Shohei Otani dream, mix in a little Blake Snell. Like, I don't know if it's going to be some crazy spending spree where it's $1.5 billion total, but they're going to spend money. Um, the the Cora thing, and so the athletic article that broke this news, I forgot the guy's mm -hmm. name, but, you know, out of Chicago, breaks the news, advanced discussions. I will say, if Breslow takes this job and doesn't get the president of baseball operations title, he is not as smart as his Yale uh, degree would indicate because I actually think there's a chance if he just takes, say, the GM job, then I think Coop's thing is more accurate. If he just takes the GM job, I think there's a chance all of a sudden in two years, Alex Cora is hired above you, kind of like the Marlins were going to do with Kim Ng and, and just, oh, by the way, you're doing a great job, but we just hired your new boss. Like, Breslow, you need to get the president of baseball. You may still be out in five years and replaced by Alex Cora, but don't let Alex Cora slide into a corner office boss job above you while you're still here. So I, I can't – a smart guy like that who's going to leave a stable uh, job with the Cubs where he's advancing. I also found it interesting in reading that story. No idea how the Cubs are run, but the Ricketts family are big mm -hmm. in sort of um, giving autonomy to their um, – employees so like he really had autonomy over the pitching development like he's a guy that has run his own show to some degree and i think that's better than bloom whoever ah bloom 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 tampa yeah he was a freaking third fiddle in tampa i mm -hmm. feel like maybe breslow has more of a organizational yoke that he's held with the cubs in his area of expertise and that may allow him to transition into a top dog role more easily yeah, I mean, the, the argument <clears throat> doesn't even need to be made that the Red Sox need somebody and they need a fresh voice. Um, and yeah, again, none of these BOHs or wh whoever all the internal like 17 million candidates are, that means you don't no, have any. BOH good is still there. Don't you worry. BOH is still hanging around doing something. Sure. Does this mean sure. We'll he hear Sam Kennedy? Will we hear? He's like, no, he's he's like he, Wally the Green Monster. He'll BOH always be there. Was literally, he, like, he was giving another role already and he accepted it. Like, he's just like an advisor now. Well, what if for those who are listening this morning who don't know, that's Brian O'Halloran, everybody. Yeah. Who I have um, nothing, no ill will against, it, honestly. I just like. What, what do you do? That's my whole question. Yeah. What would you say yeah. you do here? Yeah. And I also would argue life. that's one of the other downsides if, if you're Breslow, like, oh, wait, I got to keep him and I got to keep him and I got to keep him and I got to keep him. So what is it that I do here? Who do I get to pick? Because I think there's. You know, I got to think there's multiple guys in the Cubs organization that he'd probably say, this is a low-level intern. I want to bring this guy. He's a rising star. He's going to be a GM in 10 years. Let's let him rise through the ranks in our organization and make good decisions and do good work for us. How many decisions do I get to make? Like, who can I bring in? Not just players. I mean personnel people in the in the front office. And if they're all filled, if he walks around Fenway, he goes, well, that office is still filled, and that office is still filled, and that office is still filled. He's walking in with his paper box looking for his own desk. Right. Like, that's why I think there are questions that, I, you know, this interview process, I think, is as much the candidate interviewing the team as it is the team interviewing the candidate. And, and it very, it very yeah, now. the tail could be wagging the dog a little bit yep. here. And just a, an official recap as well. Theo brought Breslow in in 2019. Um, 
In his role with Chicago, Breslow, this according to a Boston.com piece, Breslow helped run a rebuild of the Cubs' pitching development infrastructure while also assisting in the evaluation of free agents and monitoring other day-to-day operations. Okay, even if, it, even if he has the murkiest GM, president of baseball operations, assistant GM, piss, pitching wizard, whatever it happens to be. Nice. Pissing Excuse wizard? <laughs> Look, guy, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm, you can tell I'm pretty banged up over here. So, Pissing one wizard. last thing that I kind of want to point out is I think if he Pitching is wizard. brought in, I think he's going to be more of like baseball upside, which I think that gives credence to something that Andy right. and I talked about yesterday of the internal hire. I think that's when you maybe see Raquel or Eddie get promoted up to the, the GM Eddie, slot and just Eddie manage. Romero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's in baseball, I mean, boy? You can't just throw out first names. Oh, Raquel yeah, and Eddie. Hey, hey, you hang around yeah, the just, park enough. Like yeah, me, just because you, you hang around the, the park with Bradfell, like you're spending too much time with Bradfell. You have to remember. Jesus. I'm not saying dumb it down for the audience, but you can't just presume they're all on a first name basis like you and Listen, Bradfell. I, ex- I expect a Raquel, lot of Listen to this guy. Listen, Red Sox? Listen to this guy. Listen to this friggin' guy. Anyway, there's your top baseball story. Two days in a row in October for a team that hasn't been relevant since August. Well, they were momentarily in September when they canned the previous president of baseball operations. But the Red Sox could be in on several key free agents or key stud left-handed bats this offseason in Juan Soto or Shohei Otani. But more importantly right now, it looks as though Craig Breslow, the former Red Sox reliever, the multi-year Lefty extrovert, lefty specialist, the super, the super whiz, if you will, from Yale, a uh, Connecticut native from the New Haven area, and assistant Piss GM wizard. now. Yes, exactly, and w- yes, he is a true wizard, if you will, an assistant GM now at the Cubs could be your new president of baseball operations, or at least GM here in Boston. We will monitor this situation right down to the very last detail and moment here on Breaking Boston, so long as my voice <clears throat> returns to full strength one of these days. For Coop, for Jumbo, for Fitzy, this is Breaking Boston, Thursday, October 19th. Don't forget to tune in later, so long as I have a voice for Six Rings and Football Things. We'll preview Patriots at Bills, go behind enemy lines with our friends from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo, and give you everything else you need to know to feed your soul as the rabid Boston sports superfan that you are. Take care, everybody.